0: Hey Dada, can this personality stuff get any more complicated? That is a good question. This is the Understand Life Podcast, where we are helping you turn life into lessons. I'm your host, Leonard Neiman, and with me today I have Alyssa Neiman and
1: Malachi Neiman and Kelly Neiman Anderson. Yay! Our aunt, my dad's sister. That's how
0: that works. Thanks for joining us today, Kelly. Yeah,
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: Alyssa's question great. was about personality type stuff. We've talked about multiple things already. We started with Myers-Briggs, which is the most popular personality type index out there. Mm-hmm. And then we went to quadrant theory, which is the next most popular if you put them all together, because there's a bunch of different quadrant theories we talked about. And then I did top brain, bottom brain, which was kind of an extension on quadrant theory. And then last week we did strengths. Yep. And that was with Aunt Kelly Kelly. also. Yeah, because
1: I really love to talk about strengths.
0: This week, we are talking about what I believe is the most complicated personality type out there. It's also pretty popular for people that are really into these personality type things. But it is very complicated, which means that there is a lot of depth to it. And if you are really into this kind of self-knowledge and understanding people and how they work, then it could possibly be the one that you really want to dig into more. And it is called the enneagram. The
1: what kind of gram?
0: Enneagram. Is so, any grams would be fine. Any gram will do.
1: I heard that the enne and enneagram means nine, but that, they don't call it nine gram.
0: That's correct. So, it's from the Greek. Oh. Enne spelled E N N E A, which is the word in Greek for nine. I failed Greek, so I know nothing about Greek. And then, gramma actually means written. Doesn't mean grandma, just means written. means written.
1: This is not nine grandma personalities.
0: You could probably find nine different grandmas that have each of the personality types. I feel like
1: it would be less complicated if instead of the any a gram, they called it the nine grandma personalities. That would be way cooler. That would be. See, now I
0: want to find nine grandmas, each of the personality type. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) so grandma means written. Got it. I'm really not sure how that comes up with personality types, but anyway, that's where it comes from. The total spelling of Enneagram is E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. That's what we're going to talk about today.
1: So let's review. Alyssa and Malachi, do you know what number you are in quadrant theory, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I'm a
1: one. You're a one? What is a one in quadrant theory?
0: A one is like happy,
1: energetic, always wants to have fun. So in quadrant theory, when there's only four choices, you're a one and you're a happy, fun person. Yeah. Cool. All right, Malachi, what's your number in quadrant theory? Three. You're a three. What is a three like in quadrant theory? They get stuff done. Oh, yeah. You're definitely. They can't sleep till they get it done. Then they sleep very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So here's the funny thing. In quadrant theory, you folks are numbers. In Enneagram, it's also numbers, but there's nine choices. So you might be a different number, which is why this gets even more
0: complicated. (laughs) Kelly mentioned that all of the types have numbers as opposed to names in the Enneagram. Sometimes when you look up the Enneagram, different sites or locations will put a word on it. They'll say like the reformer or the intellectual. The helper. Yeah, Officially from the Enneagram, those names do not exist. They are all numbers. And the reason is actually so that there is not any positive or negative connotation with the numbers, because the thought from the people that made the Enneagram and people that really believe in it is that every one of the types has positives and negatives. And essentially, the positives are the negatives, right? Like Kelly is a little bit perfectionistic.
1: And sometimes it's great to have a little bit of perfectionist in me. It makes me a hard worker and it made me a really good student. But there are times, like when I'm having an argument with my husband, that being a perfectionist might not be the best skill to bring to the table. Our greatest strengths tend to also be our biggest weaknesses.
0: And that is the idea behind the Enneagram numbers.
1: One of Uncle David's favorite quotes about personalities is attributed to Albert Einstein. And it says everyone's a genius but if you try and teach a fish to climb a tree it will always think it's stupid. The idea being that everyone has things they're good at and some things they're not so good at. One of the great things about these personality tests is figuring out like what you're naturally going to be really good at doing and focusing on that rather than focusing on trying to be someone else.
0: There are 9 different types in the Enneagram system, but unlike in quadrant theory where you could have any of the other types as your secondary in the Enneagram, the standard way of talking about it is that your secondary can only be one of the numbers that are adjacent. So it goes in a circle from one to nine. Nine is usually at the top, just by convention. That's how it's usually drawn. And then one kind of starts the circle. Like if you looked at a traditional clock where a one is. That's, so if
1: the clock only at nine hours instead of
0: 12. Exactly. That's So nine's at the top. Everybody has a primary type and everybody has a secondary type, but just like in quadrant theory, some people's secondary is really strong and some people's secondary is really not very strong. They're really just that main type, but there are nine of them. So that means that there are nine primaries and then there are two possibilities for your secondary. So that means there's a total of only 18, quote, types in the Enneagram. At first, that doesn't sound that much more complicated because Myers-Briggs technically has 16 types. Modern theory has 12 types, if you use the secondaries, and Enneagram only has 18 types if you use the secondaries. But because there's nine base types, it just becomes a lot more to think about and to talk about. And then the Enneagram also has three instincts, which is completely separate from the types. And so every one of those 18 types can have one of the three instincts. If you multiply 18 times three, that comes out to 54. So there's actually, if you use instincts, there's 54 different types in the Enneagram.
1: I feel like 54 grandmas is not a good personality test. <laughs> it's more like a nursing home.
0: We're going to go through what the nine types are. Okay. Type one is principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. So type 1s are kind of sort of like type 4s in quadrant theory. Not everything from a type 4, but they're like things that should be a certain way. They're very good. That's self-controlled. They take care of themselves. Is that you, Aunt Kelly?
1: Totally. I like to think of myself more as a reformer and an activist, but the truth is it's more like what you said, perfectionist, rule follower.
0: Okay, type 2 is generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. So possessive in the sense of they really care, like protective maybe would be I think good. protective
1: is a better word. So what were the words yeah. you used again?
0: Generous, people-pleasing, and protective. I like protective.
1: And maybe a helper.
0: Yeah, exactly. They want to make sure that everybody's happy. They're going to be self-sacrificing a mm. lot of times.
1: Is that mama?
0: Yes, that is. She's mama?
1: definitely a helper, isn't she?
0: And so that's kind of like the type two in quadrant theory also, right? Mama was a type two in quadrant theory. They're sort of kind of similar, though, not exactly the same. Okay, type three is driven, adaptable, excelling, and sometimes image conscious.
1: And competitive, yes.
0: Yeah, driven.
1: Who do you think that might be, Alyssa? Hmm, I don't know. Why did you say Malachi! You
0: think it's Malachi? Yeah. So anybody else you know that might be driven, competitive...
1: Maybe that little boy over there. Little big
0: boy over there. Yes, I'm a three and we'll cover that more later. What our types are. Threes care about competence, care about accomplishment, those kind of things. The next type is a type four. And a type four is expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Do we
1: know anybody like that? No, hey, if you're a listener and you think you're a number four, we want to hear from you. So share with us what's awesome about being a number four. What's less awesome about being a number four? We'd love to hear. And Play you it. can
0: contact us by going to our website, understandlifepodcast.com. And that will redirect you to my main website, which is slash podcast. And there is a contact me button there. And you can go there and get contact information. Send me an email. I would love to hear from anybody that is listening to the podcast, especially if you are one of the types, like four is the first one we come to, that we don't have a good example. So they're kind of like a drama queen. Somebody that is very like over the top and they have big emotions and they express those. Drama queen is probably the best description. Like they're a good actor? Yeah, they're a good actor. Let's just go with that. Type five is perceptive innovative, secretive, and isolated.
1: Malachi, what does perceptive mean? That you notice things about people or something. Observant.
0: Yes. Okay. So type five is what again?
1: Observant.
0: Innovative, secretive, and isolated.
1: They're innovative and secretive, huh?
0: So they're the kind of person that would be a scientist that would like to just be by themselves in a lab and run a bunch of things all by themselves. And then, like, two years later, they come out and they're like, I found something amazing. Right. It's like, that Edward kind of Einstein? person. Not yeah. Not now, people like think exactly. of Einstein as being that way. Einstein actually wasn't as much like that as people think, although he did have kind of part of that as his personality, like a great thinker that doesn't communicate as much. That's yeah. what a five is. They're very perceptive, they can understand things and see things that other people mm-hmm. don't see. But they keep themselves usually, and then sometimes they'll be like, "I have something that is so amazing, I have to share it." And then they tell like five people, and they're like, "Okay, now I've shared it. They can go tell the rest of the world." Like <laughs> that's the Thomas kind of Thomas Edison. Yeah, kind of? sure. Is that how you see Thomas Edison? I'm not sure that that's really accurate for him either, but that's okay. But that's like the kind of scientist person that sits in the lab. Do
1: we know anyone who's a five? Papa. Oh, Papa might be a five. I mean, he does work on his sermon. He does. He spends a lot of his week thinking deeply about something that he shares once.
0: Papa might be a five. Type six is engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Six is the kind of person who really wants to be friends with people. They really want to have a lot of personal engagement with other people, but they also have this code of conduct that they expect everyone to meet and they hold themselves to that really strongly because they expect everyone to meet it, so they meet it, but then they get disappointed with other people when those people don't meet that same code of conduct. like me. Yeah, maybe.
1: Okay, so number six is a what? Responsible?
0: Engaging. Oh. Responsible. Oh,
1: I meant what does engaging mean?
0: Like engaged in the conversation? Yeah. I think that six is enjoy communicating with other people. They like being around other people, But they also are always suspicious of other people's motives and intentions. I think that's part of being a six. Sixes are kind of complicated.
1: Engaging in conversation, Alyssa, like they actually want to be participating when there's a group activity. That's what you think engaging means? Okay, that makes sense. Because some people like to be in the room, but they don't necessarily need to be participating in everything, right? Right. So a six likes to participate in the things that are happening. So engaging, responsible, what else?
0: They're also anxious and suspicious. Type sixes want to have security. They want to feel supported by others and they want to be reassured and test the attitudes of others towards them. And they fight against anxiety and insecurity. Again, Enneagrams always are by the number, but a lot of places will name them. And this particular site that I'm looking at, which is the Enneagram Institute, calls type sixes the loyalist. They are the most loyal to their friends and to their beliefs. They are the person that has deeply held beliefs and they stick to them. They believe those are right. And they expect everyone else to have those same kind of standards. That's what a six does. And so what happens is they get very concerned about the fact that those standards sometimes might not get met either by themselves or by other people. So sixes are primarily driven by the fact that they are always insecure. They always don't have enough confidence and they will try to convince themselves that something is gonna be good enough and so then they can move forward. But then as soon as something goes wrong, then they get anxious, they get self-doubting and have this reawakening fear of the fact that they are all on their own and they're not sure that they can do it themselves.
1: So I'm a number one, and I'm a perfectionist, and I see some similarities with number six. And that sixes are super loyal, and they really want things to go a very particular way. And they're the happiest when things are going the way that they had planned them in their brain. And I definitely have some of that as a number one, right? Because I want things to go perfectly. And so I see some connection to a number six.
0: Me too. I know. I
1: understand.
0: I have some of that because I don't really like it when I plan out my day in the morning. And things don't go the way that I plan them to. Mm-hmm. That's
1: really hard for you.
0: I agree that I definitely see some six in you.
1: I think there's some really good things about a six, because I think that you are really loyal to your friends, like mm-hmm. a six.
0: And to your ideals. That's the loyalist. The name implies, obviously, that sixes are very loyal. And loyalty is a trait that is really sought after in the world today.
1: Well, and it's really important in the Bible. Because the Bible keeps talking about how they want folks that are loyal to God, loyal to the beliefs. And so I think loyalists tend to have some really big responsibilities in the Bible because they will help convince other people how important it is to follow the guidelines.
0: I think loyalists end up having a lot of positive to the rest of the world, but at the cost of being very anxious themselves. So it's a negative like self thing, but it's positive to everyone else. Kind of like type twos are in that same boat, where type twos are really great to everybody else, but it ends up meaning that they don't always put themselves Mm -hmm. as high as they need to. Sixes are kind of in that same boat. Obviously, there's a lot of differences between twos and sixes. Twos
1: and sixes are similar?
0: Yes, that's what I meant.
1: Okay. I think twos and sixes have some similarities and that they care a lot about other people.
0: And that their personality type ends up being positive for those around them as long as they're taking good enough care of themselves to be able to do that. Type 7 is spontaneous,
1: mm-hmm.
0: versatile,
1: mm-hmm.
0: acquisitive, as in they acquire things. Okay. So like the input part of in the okay. strength finder, And scattered. And I think scattered there means...
1: Like they're so spontaneous that they can be all over the
0: place. Or they collect a bunch of different things. Like we talked about in StrengthsFinder, how Danielle and I thought that I was an input person. But after doing the test, realized that I don't acquire tons of things. I really just like to acquire knowledge. So Mm -hmm. I was actually a learner, not an input input person. Type 7 is that input person that likes to acquire lots of different things. They like to do lots of different things. They like Mm -hmm. to be spontaneous and versatile. They're very Mm non-specialized, right? Very generalist.
1: Do we know anyone who's a seven, who's flexible, spontaneous, doing all sorts of different things? We don't know anybody like that. Think of a kid in your class that might be like this who is always coming up with something creative and new to do to the point where like they're annoying the teacher who has a plan for the day. And this kid is always like, I think we should do this. No, this other thing, no, this other thing. And they always have all this stuff collected in like their desk or their lockers full of stuff. That's like falling out all over the place. And the people are always trying to tell them to be organized. But then if you get them into like art class or music class, they're really expressive and they have lots of really great ideas of doing things. Is there a friend like that? Is there anybody like that at school?
0: Yeah, I have a friend like
1: that. Oh, cool. What are some good things about being spontaneous and acquisitive and your friend? Is she fun to be around?
0: Yeah, because we both like to give each other ideas.
1: Oh, so number seven is fun to be around because she has lots of ideas of how to have fun.
0: Yeah.
1: That makes her a pretty good friend. Maybe the teachers don't always like that she's distracting from the lesson, but she's a pretty good friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I can feel like that sometimes too.
1: <laughs> but... I think all of us can sometimes.
0: We didn't mention this at the beginning of this one, I think, but we have mentioned it on other personality types. Everybody has a bit of every personality type. That's true in the Enneagram also. Everybody has some of each of them. It's just which one is like your dominant type or your primary <laughs> is what we usually call it, but Enneagram usually calls it dominant, the one that you utilize the most. Okay, type eight is self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational.
1: What do you think, Malachi? What does confrontational
0: mean? I don't know. You go to a lot of oh, conferences? <laughs> no. Good guess. Good guess. You confront things? You confront people. people. Yes. So if you have a difference with somebody else, some people, like type 2s, have a tendency to not want to be confrontational. They just want to get along with other people and they won't bring it up. But type eights are the opposite. As soon as they realize that there's something that they're not on the same page with someone, they wanna bring that up, confront it so that it can get dealt with and you can move on. So type eights are very self-confident and decisive. They have an opinion on everything. They're like, this is the way I believe on this somebody else disagrees with me, let's talk about it so that we can all be on the same page because Mm -hmm. I think this is right and I want to think whatever's right. So they're very confident in their position because they believe if anybody else has a different position, that they should bring it up. We'll talk about it. We'll all be in the same position and then we'll all be right. Mm -hmm. That's a type eight.
1: I don't know anyone who's a type eight, I don't think. Do you guys know any type eights? Maybe someone who Dada works with? I wonder if confrontational folks are good in the workplace or not so good.
0: The answer is Yes. All the types can be good in the workplace. It depends on their position. Type eight, because of their decisiveness, they are good in leadership positions. And that's usually where I've seen them shine is someone that it's like, I want to get all the information and then we all talk about it and then we all make the best decision we can. And then great, it's decided we're moving on, right? A great leader in the workplace is able to do that. Now, there's other aspects of leadership, but that is one big, important part.
1: So type eights sound like great politicians. Yes. They make good decisions. They confront people who don't agree with them. And that personality might really win you elections.
0: It might. If you're not mean. So type eights are probably the type of politicians that get the reputation of being a little too brusque or curt. You know, so if you don't know those words, it's kind of where they come across as being a little too not nice, but they end up good in the actual job. Being in the legislature mm-hmm. or being the governor or that kind of thing, because they can make those decisions and move on.
1: Okay. Ready for nine? This is the last one.
0: Last one. Type nine is receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned.
1: I don't know what any of those words mean.
0: Okay. <laughs> so that means that type nines are usually pretty quiet. They do what they're asked, they're just happy, kind of being there, and they want everybody else to be happy in a top brain, bottom brain, we talked about people in adapter mode. Adapter mode is where you're actually not using your brain as much. And so you're able to adapt because you're not either perceiving or judging what's going on. You're just sort of kind of going with the flow and able to adapt to the situation. That sounds like a type nine to me. Somebody who is a little more quiet. They're happy to go with the flow. They are receptive to new ideas. Does that make sense on type nine?
1: What would the word be for type nine?
0: Type nine is the peacemaker, according Uh, to that site.
1: So I always thought type two was a peacemaker. Type two is a helper. Correct. And type nine is the peacemaker. Middle child is often a type nine because they spend their entire life trying to just go along with what either the older kid or the younger kid wants to do. And so they just are like, whatever, I don't really care.
0: That's a great point. In quadrant theory, type nines and type twos are kind of lumped together as type twos. But in the Enneagram, they're now pulled apart and okay. slightly different, right? The type two Enneagram is the helper, the person that is very giving of themselves to other people, but it could be, you know, to a single other person. Type nine, the peacemaker is more like, I want to go with the flow. I want to make peace with other people. They try to de-stress things They often can also referee between people. They're good with seeing both sides and trying to come to agreements.
1: A peacemaker or a negotiator Mm -hmm. or a referee. That's
0: cool. Dada, this is taking so long. But there's just so much good information to share. (sighs) Should we just cut it and share the rest of it next week? Yes, definitely. Then I guess we're done. Malachi, Alyssa, Kelly, and Leonard out. out. Thanks for listening. We've already had people ask what they can do to help us. Right now, the number one thing we need is listeners. So that means having you continue to listen, which I hope you just want to do because you liked it, and telling others about the podcast. That is what we want most of all. But if you're looking to help us out financially, that would be really, really awesome. You can do that by becoming our patron at Patreon. For those of you who hadn't heard of Patreon, it's a website that helps us as creators to engage with our supporters and receive your financial support. You can get there by going to patreon.com/understandlife. patreon.com slash understandlife. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot slash, all one word, understand life. Thank you so much for your support. (laughs) Also, if you're telling people about the podcast and they don't know how to listen to podcasts, you can have them go to our new website, understandlifepodcast.com. That will redirect them to our old website, which is leonardnieman.com slash podcast. Anyone can listen to the episodes there and we'll let you know other ways to listen too. Thanks and I hope you tune in next time to... Understand Life